1: We're back, we're black. We're brown ambition, 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 ambition. It's me, Tiffany. Um I'm here flying solo dolo. Um Manny will be back. Um she's just navigating some family stuff. But she will be back and blacker than ever, honey. But while she's gone, let me act bad. Oh, if you are new to the show, the show we talk about money, personal finance and living this brown skin in our brown lives. OK. in business. Um, so I wanted to kind of give you like a rundown of like. So y'all know I went on vacation. I don't know if you know, but I did. And um, every quarter, I try to take about a month off. So February, I've been taking pretty light. And I just got back yesterday from Dubai and Tanzania, or Tanzania, depending if you want to get... Well, actually, I would say I didn't go to mainland Tanzania. I went to Zanzibar, which is still part of Tanzania. Um, And it was amazing. And I learned some amazing lessons that I wanted to share with you. Actually, I think I want to call this episode, it's all about the community, baby, Um, because... That was the reason why I initially went to Dubai. So some months ago or some weeks ago, I had prayed and said, hey, you know, I've got such good family and friends and people that I care about in my kind of like personal community. But I had not done the work to develop a professional community, if you will. And I'm realizing all things community is critical, like me and um, our producer, Imani, she and I were just talking about like getting cute, leaning into our feminine. And I was like, girl, I got my lash lady. Um, hey, Jessica of Springfield Spa in Springfield, New Jersey. I mean, the lashes be lashing. Not too much. Jessica is a queen of natural lash. So if you're watching me on video, you're like, she got lashes on? Exactly. I woke up like this, as far as you know. Right? And then I got my brow lady. You already know I love, um, oh, where's Farah from? Farah of oh splash of what is I gotta shout her out she's a sister and she is amazing um, and oh what is Farah's um, I gotta find it because she I like to shout Farah out oh um, secret to plush right so she's right here and is that Newark I think that's Newark secret to plush her name is Farah don't nobody do brows like Farah. If you, when you find someone in your community of people that, you know, keep up your your physical upkeep, like, you know, how men are with their barbers. When you find someone who not only does the thing, but also loves to do the thing. And then on top of that, educates about the thing. That's how, you know, you found a winner in a chicken dinner, honey. So I've been talking about secrets to plush and Farrah because I want her to stay open. Okay. Because I need these brows done. Don't nobody. I have never had my brows done like this before. I've been going to the same lady, Lisa in a nail salon since I was 14 years old in Plainfield, New Jersey. Shout out to Nails 3000, but anybody trying to drive 45 minutes all the way to Plainfield to get their brows done um, and to get cussed out in um, Chinese. Lisa, <laughs> can That's my homegirl, but she'd be cussing me out cause I would take so long. Um, Farrah is super close, but also it's nice to support like a black woman on business um, and secret Supply, She's just really kind, really nice. Does a great job. So Farrah on the brows, my skin been skinning lately go ahead on over to um I, um youtube and so like i just been taking care of my skin okay um and if you're watching now it looks like i cut my hair i did not for the first time i am trying something called um what are those things called the pipe cleaner curls because one thing i learned because i have a naturally long beautiful face and with a long face i learned from the youtube girlies that long hair sometimes elongates your face it's not as flattering So instead I learned that like, ooh, hair up, which you guys see me put my hair up a lot, or hair big to give you volume actually is more flattering. I was like, ow. And so another part of my beauty community, Lila, who does my beat whenever I'm on TV, Lila um, Nima also does hair. So she came to my house before I left for vacation, put the pipe cleaner. I, I bought some black pipe cleaners off of Amazon. She put them in. So I'm walking like the little, Literally they're almost like enrollers, but it looks really cute. And then I'm gonna take them out tomorrow. Or she gonna, because I'm speaking at a meta event, meta as in Facebook, um, International Women's Day breakfast. So they want me to speak. Okay. Um, and so she's gonna take my curls out and do my face for that event. So I just share all that to say that in all areas, having community is critical. That as y'all know I'm leaning into my feminine even more and or just in general, because <laughs> I could be rough and tumble tomboy. And so I have gathered a community of people that I lean into for, I I just, someone hit me the other day was like, I'd love to do your nails. I see you never have them done. I was like, first of all, shady, but you're right. I don't. So I had them done now. (laughs) Thanks girl. Um, So community in all areas of your life is important. So I'm all, I've been really good for the last few years of the community of my sisters and Staying connected there, you know, I have four sisters, my parents who I call regularly, my neighbors, like this morning before I went for my walk, like sometimes after trash day, you know how like the, the, the sometimes there's just garbage on the street because um, your, your garbage can is knocked over and just like, I hate that look. I don't want to come home and see not a piece of straw on the ground. So I woke up this morning and I cleaned the front of my house, my neighbor's house, the house across the street, put some gloves on because that's part of community. And it is not possible, especially in this day and age, to navigate without community. And so that's what brought me to Dubai. Because I said I prayed that I want professional community because I've got my beauty community. I've got my personal community, my family community. um, But I didn't really have people in the professional space that that I could really go to like I used to. I mean, I certainly have some mentors, but community community. And I had my first mastermind session at my friend's house. Um, in Dallas. She's been very successful in business and it was like a black girl business session. Is six of us? Let me see. I'm not going to name names because I don't know if everybody wants to be named. So I'm like R-D-D-T-Me-T. I feel like I'm missing somebody else. So yeah, I, I want to say oh and M. Okay, so five, six, seven, seven of us. So seven dope black girls, some of them in the financial space, some of them not, who've been slaying. And it was just... It was awesome because no one understands you in business like like a sister who's also in business. I mean, we shared everything from like what's going right in business, what's going wrong, but also our personal lives, the things that we're wanting for ourselves as women, as mothers, as wives, as as everything. It was just amazing. I did that in Dallas in December, and it totally changed the trajectory of how I look at my business and even myself. um, Some of the advice they gave me has just shifted me and my business dramatically in a way that's so positive and uplifting. I'm excited about. Um and then as a result of meeting up with those women in December, one of those women had um had a conference in January in Puerto Rico and she said, come. And so she was like, you ain't gotta worry about that. Meanwhile this conference costs coin. she said you ain't gotta worry about all that. Just get yourself down to Puerto Rico. So I flew to Puerto Rico, some other of the women from the black girl, we actually call ourselves, um, we call them, um the bad bitch collective. I think the bad bitch collective, something like that. And um, so we have like a, a text group and everything. And so some of us came down to support her, 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 her conference. Um, it was amazing. I met even more amazing people, two of which I'm hiring to do some like business things for me that I've been looking for. And so it was amazing to support her, but also it was amazing to enhance my community with other women. So that was awesome. And then I got an invite to go to Dubai for another mastermind. And at first I didn't want to go to Dubai because you all know I didn't have the greatest time the first time I went a year or so ago for my sister's birthday. Um, but I decided, well, I'm not going You know, for partying. We're going to mastermind. And it was really interesting because it wasn't black women. Um, there was one black woman there, but it was a wider swath. Like the woman who invited us, she's Japanese, one of the most followed people on um, TikTok when it comes to personal finance. Um, I'm trying to think, Ali, he's Pakistani. Other one was Chinese herself. Another person, he's um, I think Carlos is Latino. So it was an amazing group, uh, mixed like group of very successful entrepreneurs and to be able to kind of learn from them. So I learned a lot about some things that I could be doing better, but also it was a great highlight to see how well I was doing. Because sometimes you don't know. And just to hear how they were blown away by some of the things I'd accomplished, because they're some of the biggest in their space. You know, if I said their name, you'd be like, what? You know? And so to hear that they were like, wait, what? Tiffany, that's incredible. I'm like, OK, my numbers are incredible, but your numbers are incredible, too. So it was just really amazing to each of these masterminds. It was two ways. One, I love the fact that they were free. I, I had never paid for a mastermind. I'm not opposed to it. But a lot of folks there had paid for masterminds up to $60,000. And they said, like, this is way better you know, than w- the paid masterminds they've been a part of. And so what I loved about these masterminds is usually for both of them, day one, It's the day that you give. Here is what I know. This is what I can teach you. And so I taught how to build community, you know, because, you know, I have my dream catchers and how to build and monetize your community ethically and with integrity. So that's what I taught. Um, And then on the second day, you got to say, here's where I'm struggling. And they got to pour into you to give you their tools, tips and resources about what you can do to make things better. I mean, and some of the feedback I got was just so incredible. I was literally talking to my team today excitedly, like, yo, we switching up all these things and to take our business to the next level. And so I just share all that to say that you only can know and do what you know how to know and do. And sometimes what you've been really good at is no longer good to the world meaning like you might do business or you might in your in your job or even skincare or healthcare whatever it is that it worked once upon a time but you got stuck there and I know I have and so many of us have and you become good at a bad thing. Did you hear what I said? You become good at a bad thing. And I was getting really good Cause I work hard at bad things and bad, not as in judgment, bad, but as in not effective. You know, like when I was in high school, I used to use apricot scrub for my skin. Remember that apricot scrub child, that stuff used to tear your skin up. But at the time I thought it was doing like such a good job and my skin was glowing or whatever. That stuff was terrible for you, but As I grew and learned, I realized, especially as you get older, you really don't want to be harsh to your skin. And so the only way for me to learn that is I had to introduce a dermatologist to my team. I had to ask other people who had great skin to my team. I followed skin influencers on social media. And so I started to build my community so I can learn something new, so I can do something new. So many of us are not getting the success, whether it's the way you look whether it's your business, where you work, so many of you are stuck, not because you're not hard workers, is because you don't have any new information. You are good at the bad things. Things that maybe used to be good, no longer work, no longer viable, no longer helpful. And it's not because you did anything wrong. The world evolves and changes and you need to as well. And before my husband passed away, I was really good at pre-pivoting seeing like this, I'm working no more, or this is not going to work in two years. Let's put in work now. But after he passed away, I'm being honest. I just was not, I just was not present in the business. Rightfully so. You know, I'm just kind of coming back to a place where I'm like in the business now. Um, And so normally it wouldn't have gone this far. Like as far as like my business being really good at bad things, because I would have picked up on it sooner and pivoted, but I did not But so here we are. And but as a result, I have done as much as I know how to do. And so I realize it is beyond what I know to do. It is, let me ask for advice from people who are doing, you know, and inject new ideas, new thoughts, new ways, so I can become good at good things again. Does that make sense? Um, I just think about that, like in all areas, like the way I used to do my brows before, I remember like... I used to be really passive in so many areas of my life, certainly not in business, but I'll give you like a beauty example, right? So I was like passive in like my brows. I would get them done. They would look cute for a week and then start to look raggedy. And then after two weeks, you get them done. Then one day I said, Tiffany, why don't you ask Farah what is it that thing that you use in my brows? And she's like, oh, this is the pencil. This is the gel. This is the... So all of a sudden... Now, I'm not doing my own brows, but I was able to maintain and upkeep them longer. So they look like how Thara had done them longer just by asking, what are you doing, sis? What are you using? Okay. I just, I mean, in all areas, you know, so many times we don't ask those questions. How did you do that? What are you doing? You know, um, you know, what should I be doing? What are your thoughts? You know, what are you reading? What podcasts are you listening to? How are you bringing in new thoughts or ideas into your life? You know, everything from lashes, right? Like I was going to this lash like, I didn't really love it. I asked Leela who does my face. And she said, you know, whose lashes are actually really nice. I said, who? She said, Alyssa. Now, if y'all know, Alyssa is my 17 year old, sassy pants, stepdaughter. And I was like, really? Liz? She was like, yeah, I did. Because uh, Alyssa had asked me, she said, Tiffany, I want to, she wanted to do her senior pictures and she wanted to get her makeup done. And I said, okay. And she asked if Leela could do it, AKA, can I pay for it? And I said, of course. Um, Plus, I knew Leela is, she knew I'd rather Leela do Alyssa's makeup because she knows that, have her look like the 17 year old beautiful girl she is, not like some grown woman. So light, because Alyssa's beautiful anyway, right? She don't need all that. But I said, sure. So she came to the house. Lila had done her makeup. I guess Lila had seen how like Alyssa gets lashes because, you know, she's 17 going on 45, um, but they're natural looking. And I didn't even know she was getting lashes. That's how natural. And Lila said, you know, Alyssa gets lashes and I can tell by who's doing them that they know what they're doing. And I was like, really? But I could not have known that because when I didn't know Alyssa was doing lashes, had I not asked Lila, Hey, I'm struggling with get the, getting the right natural looking lash. Any suggestions She said, ask Alyssa. I asked Alyssa. Of course, Alyssa didn't know. She said, ask my mama. So I hit up Shantae. I was like, girl, where do you take Alyssa to get her lashes? She told me Springfield Spa. Go hit up Jessica in Springfield, New Jersey. There was a Groupon. And I did it, honey. Like, I love it. I mean, I don't want Snuffleupagus lashes. I want you to be like, are those hers? Exactly. Exactly. So if you are feeling stuck, if you are like, I don't know the way to go. It means that you have maximized your options based upon your current library of knowledge. There's nothing wrong with that. Great. Congratulations. It means you have to introduce new books, new thoughts, new theories into your, your, your circle so you can do something new. Ask the question, hey, sis, what do you for your skin? Hey, sis, what podcast are you listening to that really transformed the way you did your business? Hey, sis, what books are you reading that help with your relationship? Hey, bro, you know, like, you know, how did you get your back like that? You know, what what exercises at the gym are you using? You know, are you asking for, like, more information so you can act upon this new stuff? So the other day I had, like, this, like, aha moment when I thought to myself. I said, because, so like I said, I went to Dubai I went to this mastermind. It was only like two or three days. And I said, I'm not flying all the way to Dubai for two or three days, you thought. So my friend who came with me, well, she was there because she's friends with the woman who hosted the mastermind. She said she was going to go someplace after. I said, girl, I'll roll with you wherever that is. So we went back and forth, maybe Singapore, maybe Rwanda. And we decided on Zanzibar, which is an island um, right outside of Tanzania. So Zanzibar is part of Tanzania, but it used to be two separate. It used to be Tanganyika and Zanzibar. And then they, um, the presidents of those two countries sat down and said, let's be one. And so anyway, Zanzibar is an island right off, right outside of mainland Tanzania. And a friend of mine, again, I reached out to my community. I said, hey, Evita, she owns a company called Nomadness, which is a, a she is the grandmother of black travel. Um, and so, nomadness—not pe- that not just black people weren't traveling before—but she started nomadness right when social media was becoming a thing, and really helped to elevate and expose black travel for the amazing, like, opportunity that it was. So, anyway, I called Avita because community. I said, "Why should I figure this out myself?" Girl, Avita literally does this for a living. And I said, "Where should I go?" She said, "Maybe Thailand, Rwanda, then Zanzibar." And she gave me like these voice notes explaining each place and what I can expect. I was like, this is great. So I hit up my friend who I was traveling with. I said, here are the three places that my friend Avita suggested. And she said, let's do Zanzibar because it was very beachy. And I said, okay, let's do that. And we went to Zanzibar. Again, the beautiful thing about community is not just the knowledge, but the connection. Avita said, let me connect you to my girl, homegirl that lives in Zanzibar. I said, okay. Avita sends a WhatsApp message between me and this girl named Justa, another sister. And she said, this is Justa's website, Curious on Tanzania. And I said, wait a minute, that looks familiar. I went to the website. I said, I remember this lady. I met Justa some years ago. She had a pop-up shop in Brooklyn and I bought some African print clothing. If I remember, we took a picture. Child, I ran to the Google's my Google photos, typed in African print clothing, 2013. I have a picture of me, Justa, and I don't know if her niece or nephew, and like taking a picture inside her apartment. I posted in the WhatsApp group. I said, oh my gosh, Justa, I don't know if you remember me, but I came to your house 10 years ago, over 10 years ago. And I told you, I remember now, I told you I was going to come to Tanzania. She said, you know what she said? She said, "Tiffany, I was just typing this to Avita separately outside of this group chat." She said, um, "Avita, I love Tiffany. She won't remember me, but years, some years ago, she came to my apartment for a pop up, and she told me she was wearing her green bracelets and told me that one day she was going to be big in, <laughs> in personal finance, and that, um, and look at she's done it." And she said, "And here you are. Not only do you remember me, but you came with receipts with this picture." So it was so wonderful. Just the, within a couple of days, planned a whole Zanzibar itinerary for myself and my friend. We stayed in Stonetown at the Park Hyatt, which is this luxurious hotel in the middle of town by all the markets and food and whatever. And then we, we, we drove to, I don't even know like what that part of the, of Zanzibar is, Carter, but Stonetown is like in a town the city, if you will. And then we we stayed there one night and then two nights in the most luxurious, it's called the Zawabi. I think it was called hotel. It's only 12 bungalows. And so my friend had one, I had one. And then, you know, the 10 other ones were rented out, I guess. So the service impeccable, every server knew your name. Everything was included. It was right on my bungalow was on this cliff and you could see the beach below. Sunset and sunrise was, oh, just amazing and then you could walk down to the beach which I did if you saw any of my stories I mean you largely had this private beach almost always to yourself because only 12 people child it was visually beautiful and stunning and they painted everything these muted colors so it was just so um, calming and it was just incredible and we spent three days there two nights there um, and then the next day uh, we went to go visit the Maasai which is this amazing African tribe and got to learn about their tribe and their culture um, and did a spice tour. And I don't know what I thought the spice tour was going to be like. They walked us through the woods and was like, smell this leaf. You're like, that smells like cinnamon. That is cinnamon. Smell this leaf. That smells like, like um, vanilla. That is vanilla. That is ginger. That is turmeric. So it was literally walking through this farm and seeing like all the, the spices that we love so much and what plant it actually grew from. And then the ability to buy you know, the the dried, ground, fresh spices. Um, I about cinnamon tea, ginger tea, turmeric tea. So that was an amazing experience because of what community, community. And it was just an amazing experience. If you ever think about thinking about going to Tanzania or Zanzibar, curious on Tanzania. She's on IG as well, but also I think that's her website. Shout out to Justa, another sister, amazing. Um, I just want us to understand that like, it is not possible to navigate this world successfully alone. I had this aha moment. when I realized is that there are people who live in the studio apartment of their life in their head. You know what I mean? Meaning that like this limiting belief is like, not me, my skin, this is just how my skin is. My mama's skin is like this. Oh, you know, like, this is the size I am. I, you know, I've been tried to lose weight or like, oh, my hair just doesn't grow. You know, like I have four C's, so my hair grows out. It'd be very easy for me to say, oh, my hair can't grow long. Meanwhile, my hair is in the middle of my back now. You know, like we live in this studio, like apartment version of our life of limitations. And you are arguing for your own limitations and winning because you always gonna win the argument when you argue for your own limitations. And then there are some people who, by luck or advocacy for themselves, say, maybe there is more. Maybe there is a one-bedroom of life I can live in. And they get to the one-bedroom, they're like, oh, this is available to me. And maybe there's a two-bedroom of life. There are some people who are living in the mansion of life, like the fullness of what life has to offer, from love to health to wealth to connection to family, to friends. There are people who are living in the fullness of their life only because they ask the questions of how and who. Who do I need to lean into? My mentor said that best, Lynette Calfani Cox. She said, so many of us are so stuck on thinking that we have to do the how all alone. And she said, it's not so much the how, it's the who can connect us. Evita connected me to justa. Like, um, Lila connect, told me about Alyssa's last lady. Alyssa told me to ask my mama. Her mama told me, Jessica, the reason why I found my brow lady, Farrah from um, secret to splash is my sister, Carol. She came to the house. Her lashes, were look, her brows were looking amazing. We were like, where you get your brows from? And she was like, oh, I found this place on Groupon. Uh, you know, secret to plush. I mean, secret to plush and Farrah was so amazing. All of a sudden now me, not only me, the whole neighborhood, We all go, all the the ladies in the neighborhood that we all hang out with, we all go to Farrah now, you know? And I just love that, that like community equals connection. When I first got on TV for the first time, you know, I had never, I didn't know how to get on TV. Literally Lynette was like my mentor. She was giving me a ride home from this event. She said, have you ever been on TV? I said, no. She made a phone call to the producer at Pix11. And said, hey, I know I said I was gonna come on next week, but I have somebody who should come on instead. Her name is Tiffany, the producer, because it was who it was her. And Lynette had been doing TV for many, many years, said okay. And then she coached me. That is a who, not a how. And so you we are not meant to navigate the challenges by ourselves, not financially, not personally, not anything. We are meant to live in a collective. And if you can't lean on your family, you could create your own collective. Do you speak to your neighbors? Do you join groups? Like there's a great group called Girl Trek where women, especially black women, walk every week. So you're not going to be by yourself. Do you, are you a dream catcher? All these free groups that I have for people who are on their financial journey, the dreamcatchersgroup.com. It's free. Are you there? Like you don't have to navigate this place by yourself and you ought not to because it's going to be through someone that you realize that there's more available. I don't want to look at my life when I'm 80 years old and think, wow, I could have had more and I was too scared or I had already, I had accepted that life is going to be less. I refuse. You know, after my husband passed away, after Jarrell died, I didn't want to be here anymore. You know, I just was like, Why? What does it all matter? It's all going to be done anyway. And now I just realized that like, eventually we all do go. And I don't know when that time is going to be for me. You don't know when that time is going to be for you. But in the meantime, I want to maximize love and family and life and business and health and wealth and beauty. I want to get all that life has to offer. I do. I do. And you can do that too. I want that for you. And so if you're not sure where to start, you know, start by building community around you. Do you leave the house? Do you, you know, can you work at a co-working space? You see people enough times, hey girl, hey girl, hey girl, now that's your bestie. Okay. (laughs) You know, like, do you talk to the cashier at the Whole Foods or the the ShopRite or the wherever? You know, do you, you know, are you part of your church group? Build intentional community and see how that totally transform your life. See how like, you know, you can go from wherever you are to wherever you want to be, you know? And so, yeah, I just wanted to share that community. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, wait, give me a year. You're going to be like, Oh, look at Tiffany. Not even cause girl, I'm fine now, but I'm getting my whole life together. (laughs) Oh, so we're going to take a quick break and I'm coming back to do some BA. Oh, no, we don't do BAQA until until Friday. Well, I'm going to come back with a brown boost, brown break. We can pay some
0: bills. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm.
1: Indeed! Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. Do you ever have subscriptions that you forget about? I did. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you have a hard time canceling those subscriptions because they seem tricky or time-consuming? Raise your hand. I know it's you. Okay? Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. yes. I can see all my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I cancel it with a tap. I've never had to get on the phone with customer service in order to do so. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Okay? So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Brown Ambition. That's rocketmoney.com slash Brown Ambition. Rocketmoney.com slash Brown Ambition. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? I am back and blacker than ever. Okay. Let's see. Brown boost is time. Wait, how does the brown boost brown break? So I always forget. Wait, darn it. Child, I forgot. Brown boost brown break. <laughs> I can't remember the deck. Man, is usually here to like help jog my memory. <laughs> Time. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> Imani, my producer was like, she reminded me. And now it's time to boost up, break up, boost up, break up, boost up, break. Mm. Are you going to boost? <laughs> Are you going to break? <inaudible> what you going to do? <mumbles> what you going to take? <inaudible> okay. Hmm. Am I going to boosty or breaky? Um, I actually am going to, hmm, I'm trying to think. What am I going to do? Boost a break, boost a break. <sighs> I am going to do a quick break and then I'm going to do a boost because we got to end in a high note. So quick break is, it was ghetto when I came back to the USA, the United States of America. Because when I landed in JFK, I mean, I usually land in Newark because I live in Newark. Um, you know, I, I have, a, what is it called? Um. Not clear, but a global entry. So it was literally minutes, you know, like they just, you glide right in. But then they pulled me to the side talking about they got to check through my bags. I'm thinking, okay, they're going to open it. I mean, it was a brother. He was nice. But they went through not, I mean, every bag, every piece of lotion, opened up lipstick, opened up. I was like, what are you looking for? The Muffin Man? It was crazy. I was like, I've never been. I mean, it got down to like, you know, on vacation, I don't do laundry. I just bring if it's 10 days, I'm bringing 20 days worth of underwear. Okay. So, you know, there was one of the bags he was open. I said, before you open it, I'm just letting you know those, that's my underwear. Do with that, what you, with the information and I ain't do no laundry. Like how you want, he, that was the one bag. He was like, I'm gonna let that go. I said, yeah, you might want <laughs> to let that go. Um, I don't know. It just felt so invasive, but I guess they have to keep the people safe or whatever. I mean, they was opening it. I mean, when I, I, Literally, I've never seen that before. Opened jars, squeezing stuff out. He's like, you got a lot of makeup. I'm like, first of all, sir, mind your business. It's not a lot of makeup. Um, and I wasn't sure how I was going to step out. He was bending up shoes. He said, because people hide stuff in their shoes. And I was like, I'm glad I didn't bring my Jordans because you had been creasing them up. Um, but I mean, the officers are really nice, but it was just a little ghetto. You know, y'all be talking about Newark, but they don't do all that. Mm-mm, honey. So that was my, that's my travel break. But my travel boost is this. So for the first time I flew Qatar Airways business class, business at first. Um, And I have flown a lot of business in first in the last couple of years. Y'all know I just started um, because I was like, if if the flight is over three hours, then it's worth it for me, especially if it's business. And I was flying for business because I was doing the mastermind. It's worth it to get to pay for, Uh, business class. Um, Because now that I have it to be able to do it. And so I've flown business class before. I'd even flown to Dubai before. I forget what I flew. It was like United and Lufthansa. Child, them airlines is ghetto. Because that oil money, that Qatar, I was like, it was like a room. I said, this is business class. I mean, it was so spacious. It's like a seat and another little mini seat child i mean they were like here your pajamas and i've gotten pajamas on the airlines but they even had like this kit with perfume and all this stuff in it basically they knew when you got on your name if you are a woman or a man you know basically i guess what you filled out it's a kind of kit like the kind of um uh like bath kit or whatever that you had in your little room you can actually close the door honey i ain't never was able to close the door before i mean the the menu that they gave it was like you know, you can eat whenever there's no, oh, we serve at breakfast at this time and this at that time. No, you can order whenever, however, how much you ever you wanted. Um, I don't drink alcohol, but they had all the mocktails, honey. And it was just an experience like none other. And I told myself, like, I want to I wanted to fly either Qatar or Emirates because I'd never flown. And I mean, to the point where there was like a separate bus. So like they were like let the plane board. And then they were like, "Okay, if you're business class or first class, um, here's a separate bus. Some people even had a car that took them from the terminal to the plane. And we got to board last because they're like, you board right when we're about to take off. I was like, oh, excuse me. I mean, when I tell you, the rich people are living a whole nother life. You know, I consider myself a new rich, a a whole nother life in in actual Dubai itself. I did not know this because last time I did fly business, it was just ghetto business, apparently. That when you fly out of, if you're flying Emirates, Emirates actually has a, a um, VIP terminal. Listen to me well. A, so you know how you go to the airport and it's like, oh, terminal one. And you go in, you check your bags, you check in, you get your ticket, whatever. They have a VIP terminal for anyone flying Emirates, business, or first class. That, first of all, Emirates is already a beautiful like you know, airport child. The way they treat you like an Emirati, the way they treat you like a a, a, a queen. I was like, wasn't no lines, wasn't no. I mean, the way they, I, I ain't never seen nothing like it. And then, the lounge. Hey, I said, what in the dog food have they been serving me before in these these um lounges? The lounge was. I mean, they're like, you want this? There's, there's an there was stations, an Indian station, well, an Asian station that had Indian food, like Japanese and Chinese food an american station, a uh, arabic station. I mean, there was a, a spa in the lounge, um uh, places to sleep. A gym. I mean, it in the hotel, the airport itself looked like a mall. If you weren't really present, you're like, is this a beautiful high-end mall? Right? And then the um the 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 business class lounge in Doha. So the way I flew, I had to go from JFK, which is in New York, to Doha which is in the Middle East. And then Doha is like a 45 minute flight to Dubai. So it was like two flights, right? So the Doha lounge, the q- Qatar lounge in Doha was spectacular. It was the biggest lounge I've ever seen. The cleanest. The, I can't even, it was like, I, I, I don't, I don't have the words to describe. It was a 20 out of 10. I've never, like they had like a five-star restaurant there. I was like, this is a lounge. It was so huge. So much food, so much. It it was beyond. And what it, what it, what it showed me is that there are people living a parallel life. You know, it wasn't too long ago. I'll teach a preschool. And before that I was struggling. After that I was a struggling business owner. It's only just now I've been stepping into my rich. And even then, girl, my little pennies next to these people, honey, honey. But it just was the level of service that you get at that level made me feel both bad and good. Like, dang, everybody should be treated like this. But the way they treat you at that level, when you're in that lounge or you're flying business class on a, on a, you know, on a top airline like that. And, you know, like the way you're treated, the way you're spoken to, the space that's made for you, you know, it's just, it goes to, it just goes to show you how badly treated any other time. That wealth really does open up certain like levels of doors, you know, it was just a real eye opener. So I don't know if that's a boost or break. It's a boost either way. And like, a uh, it's a, it's a something. And I just wanted to share that experience because I said, I wanted to fly Qatar or Emirates, but Emirates was way too expensive to fly out there. Qatar was half the price. And I said, cause I wanted to just have that experience and I had it and it was beautiful and it was amazing. Um, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> ah, child, you've ever flown Qatar Airways or Emirates, um, let me know how it was. One, one thing I heard about Emirates, which is why they charge us so much, is they will come pick you up from your house and drive you onto the tarmac, honey. But I wasn't going to pay all that for Emirates. I said, child, it was too much. Um, but yeah, it just was like an amazing experience all around. And like I said, I am leaning in fully, leaning in fully to my feminine, leaning in fully to my success, like my condo is almost ready. When I tell you I went by to visit today, it is, I can't believe that I get to live there. It it looks like somebody else, somebody rich and wealthy. My sister said something funny. She said, for the first time, where you live actually matches your um, your bank account. (laughs) It looks, I told myself, I'm going to have all the good things now. You know, I don't know how long life will have me. And so while I'm here, I still look after my family. I still look after my friends. I look after y'all, you know, um, through financial education and otherwise. But while I'm here, I'm also going to look after myself because we are deserving of that too. That I too am part of the community. As Dr. Green, my therapist, always reminds me, while you are looking after the community, Tiffany, remember that you are also part of the community. So if you need that reminder from me and Dr. Green, you are also part of the community. You are worthy and deserving of all the good things. Well, that's today's episode, but don't forget we have BAQA. That will be on Friday. Until then, love y'all. Bye.